Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times that can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jessica, I can't believe you didn't introduce yourself as the love doctor. (laughs) Uh, I definitely would not consider myself Uh, Um, I I mean, don't put yourself down. You too could mm -hmm. be a love doctor. And I think like a love doctor is somebody who's not really a love doctor. So maybe that makes you more of a love doctor. Ah, okay. So it's one of those things where it's like, we don't talk about Fight Club and the Fight Club exists, but it's the love doctor. Actually, you know who is um, a love doctor? Who? Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal is a love doctor? Yeah, so he was on a podcast recently. Mm-hmm. The, it's with Bobby Althoff, uh, mm-hmm. Althoff, Alts, whatever, um, called like the Really Good Podcast. Mm-hmm. And he is like, oh, like I'm Dr. Shaq. And then Bobby was like, what are you a doctor of? Yeah, and, he's and like, he just said love. Love. <laughs> I mean, I guess I can believe. Is Shaq married? Yeah, I mean, I don't know, but he has like eight children. Whoa. Okay. The first, yeah. the first, okay. So I typed into Google is Shaq. The first two fill like auto fill ins are married and a doctor. <laughs> yeah. He's a, uh, a doctor of love. Let's see. Um, he is married. Shawnee O'Neill. She is Shawnee. five, seven. That to is his like what? Six, nine. Very, very, very tall. Yeah. Oh wait, but I think they got divorced. Oh, Rest in peace. They had four children, Sharif, Amira, Shakir, and Miara. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 2009, they divorced. Well, mm-hmm. what were you doing in 2009? Graduating high school? Really graduating high school. Yeah. Well, well, it's a year for everybody to remember. Jack is seven foot one, and he was his Oof. wife was five seven. Woo, that's a big That's a big Oof. gap. Uh, anyway um we're covering freaks and geeks obviously we're going to cover two episodes today per the huge episodes four and five kim kelly is my friend and tests and breasts um this first episode i mean is a little sad <laughs> like if you really did it's very funny but like if you dig deep into it you're kind of like god damn kim has it fucking rough yeah, I mean, so the thing is, is that I remember the quote unquote popular kids that were like kind of mean girls that had like the edge. I suppose that you can call them like the quote unquote freaks of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, 
like they come from a lot of the times like broken families and that's what we see from kim kelly we meet her mom who is quite a pill who has like a very strange suspicious new york accent where yeah yeah it's like <laughs> nobody else has that accent it's like where are you from from like where- especially because they, they're like it's like the midwest or something right i think we decided we talked about this last time well so ben harbor which i think is the place where they're like where do you vacation from and it's like ben harbor mm-hmm. that's in michigan that's I right yes michigan that's that's where this whole t- thing takes place yeah doesn't really explain kim kelly's mom's um accent for yeah, sure she's like Kim Kelly, you are such a fuck up. Uh huh. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna break your face. Yeah. It's like, oh gosh, mom. Like, where did you get that accent from? Yeah, her whole family is a little much. But let's talk yeah. through kind of the the high level chat about this, and we can kind of dig in. We start off with Kim's friend Karen, played by Rashida Jones. That was so she has delightful. played two Karens now yeah i mean she's only karen that's the thing yeah she's a bully she wears a journey t-shirt automatically i was on board with her until she did a mean thing well i mean which was one second into the episode. one second into the episode she, okay yeah. if you think that kim kelly is mean you have not met rashida jones she she bullies sam because he like stands in front of her locker pretty much that's the reason yeah it's one of those things where all the lockers look the same and yeah. he accidentally start to un like do the little lock for the wrong locker and rashida jones comes over and is like yo fuck up like why are you touch my locker and yeah he- you're an asshole he gets like <laughs> she gets like so upset at him and yeah. she writes something that is a derogatory term so i'm not gonna say it but it starts with a p and ends with a y and it is not pussy <laughs> and- actually <laughs> It it does say pussy geek. That's pussy geek. Yeah, that's pussy what geek it says. on his locker. And this is when this kind of starts a whole like Sam versus Neil of who's the bigger geek the entire episode. And poor Bill this- is like stuck in the middle this whole episode. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so they don't want to be geeks. No, they of course they don't want to be geeks. Why would you want to be a geek? I, I think plenty of people are happy to be geeks. I think, I, okay, but we have to remember this was made in the 90s and it is set in the 80s. I think mm-hmm. now it's like kind of cool to be a geek. It was not right. back then. Right. Okay. So who, okay, let's just call our shot right now. Who's the bigger geek between Neil, the two of them? A thousand percent. I think so too. He has a chemistry set. Like, bro. Bro. But I think that Bill's geekier than both of them. Oh, definitely. But Bill gets by because he's stealth geek because he doesn't bring it up. He's just chilling. Can Bill close his mouth? No. (laughs) Why? I don't know. There are just certain people in the world who don't close their mouth, and Bill's one of them. But we love him regardless. Is his teeth too big for his mouth? Does he have braces? He doesn't have braces. He doesn't have braces. Is he okay? (laughs) Bill is fine. Leave Bill alone. Don't be a Karen. I think I am a Karen. (laughs) Don't write pussy geek on Bill's locker. (laughs) I already did. (laughs) Um, And... Sam gets really shafted this episode because I don't understand the logic here where the teacher comes in and he sees something written on Sam's locker and he thinks Sam wrote pussy geek on his own locker. This teacher is so stupid and it's not all these older teacher white men look the same. This is not Mr. Krasinski or whatever his name is, right? No, this is a different teacher. In my head, they're the same person. Because they all look the same. So I was like, this teacher's horrible. But this teacher is horrible because he, why in the world would you look at that and be like, oh, that kid wrote a geek on his own locker with it red lipstick. It makes no sense. Especially no, if you even have an ounce of like, I don't know how big this school is, but like, if you know Sam, you know he's not doing that. Teachers know um, when kids are getting picked on. Exactly. So how is it that you're like, yeah, this freshman who's teeny tiny and a bit of a geek is going to write that on his locker? That teacher is so stupid. And then he was saying that it, Sam had to write a essay about yeah a 500 word essay respecting school property which is so 
horrible. He was just trying yeah. to get by. I am just loving Sam more and more because I just feel so bad for him. In a way yeah. of like, I want to mother him so hard. It's so sad, right? Like when he's trying to like carbo load because he just thinks that it will like make him grow taller, which it's like, well, that's not really how it works. And I feel extra bad for him because not only is he dealing with being bullied, then he is forced to write this essay that he shouldn't have to write because he didn't do the vandalizing. And then like his bullies accomplice slash friend is one of his sister's new friends. Like you're really siding with the enemy. And then on top of that, like Neil really is like rubbing salt in the wound by saying, Oh, you're the geek. You're the most geekiest of us all. Like you have Tonka trucks and you don't have any hair in your armpits. Uh, Well, that's a little bit alarming that he doesn't have hair in his armpits. Yeah. Some people don't, um, what is it? Go through puberty until later. Like, especially boys. It takes them a little longer. You don't remember when, like, you, like, the summer between, like, middle and high school when, like, suddenly you came back to school and, like, some of the boys grew, like, six inches in a few months? Like, sometimes it takes people longer. I just, I don't remember that in the beginning of freshman year of high school, but I'm sure it happens. I... (laughs) I am so thrown off by Neil. He is honestly the worst friend that's ever existed. He is. Thank you. I was like, am I the only one who hates Neil? (laughs) I don't know if I hate him because once again, I refuse to hate my own people. Yeah. You're like, he's the only Jewish person on the show. I can't. Also, it's so stereotypical Jewish shit. It's like, oh, he says oi and I'm supposed to love him for it. (laughs) He talks about his bar mitzvah. I'm supposed to it's, like you it. You know what? You're a fucking loser geek. You know, yeah. you're a pussy. No, no, okay. Um, <laughs> what do we think of – okay. The parents on the show, the weirs specifically, yeah. crack me up. Like, because Sam's mom is very mother hen to him. And mm-hmm. she's like, oh, my God, I think he has worms. <laughs> <laughs> that did crack me up. She was very focused because Sam kept – trying to eat and carbo load so her solution or her thought process was oh he must have a living parasite living in his body and why he wants to eat so much i just feel like i would be so much more in tuned with my own child like what is going on with you like tell me please yeah especially because um i found it funny and i maybe this is because it's set in the 80s that it feels very appropriate that like they're ha- the mom and dad are having this conversation in front of Sam about Sam, but yeah. like talking about like, oh my God, dear, I think Sam has parasites and he's <laughs> sitting like right there. Have you, you know? ever heard of people doing that, swallowing parasites to lose weight? I uh, Only on Grey's Anatomy. I wonder if that's a real thing or it's just something that you hear in urban legends. I think it's probably more urban legend than fact, but like, yeah. I'm sure it did happen. But my, my favorite thing about this whole encounter of the whole like, oh, the parasites and Sam like scarfing down his dinner is when he's like, oh, I think I'm going to throw up. And the dad is just like, what a waste of good veal. Oh, God, it's <laughs> disgusting. It's so gross, but it's so funny because that is like, that feels very much like the 80s, 90s dad mentality of like, suck it up you're wasting dinner like you know what i mean very much like be a man like toxic masculinity you know i'm really glad that um my household was just two daughters and i didn't have to witness that because Mm. seeing i don't i mean i don't know if my father would have done that but seeing my dad do that would totally change my like mind's eye or my like perspective about him yeah so sam is really going through it no help to neil they end up like spilling the chemistry set and i was like oh my god the whole carpet oh my god cover your arms like who knows what this in this stuff this chemistry set from freaking 1980 yeah i you never know i think i got an acid burning chemistry in (gasps) high school no you didn't yeah and they said don't get an acid burn because they specifically told you not to Sarah. and i i i didn't mean to but i did and i remember like it was like a circle it was like big and red and then like Ooh. two weeks later it like peeled off <gasps> i i singed my bangs once on a bunsen burner i don't understand why they have us like cooking meth in high school yeah what are um, they what are they what am i doing I also didn't understand why we had to use that little thingy that does the spark when, like, matches exist and lighters exist. I have a lot of questions about chemistry, (laughs) one of which, why did I fail it? (laughs) 
Uh, so, so that is kind of like Sam's storyline, but I feel like the majority of this episode really focuses in on like Kim and Lindsay, where Kim invites Lindsay over to her house for dinner. And I really appreciated that Lindsay wasn't immediately like, yes, that she was like, why are you asking me? Like, I don't yeah. understand. Like, why are you suddenly being nice to me? What, is, what is up with this? She did ask if Nick told her to be nice. Well, because Nick said he was gonna. And Nick did. Like, Nick was yeah. like, you have to be nice to her. And then I feel like Lindsay kind of does, like, <laughs> still kind of like a mean thing to her of which, like, I'm going to drag you into this and lie about, like, what we do and who we are. And you're just going to have to deal with it. But yeah. Um, yeah. So we see Kim in the beginning of this episode prancing around school, terrorizing young children with Karen. Mm-hmm. And essentially... She wants to invite Lindsay over because she wants to show her mother and her stepfather that she, too, can be friends with smart kids. Yeah, this is – and she, of course, doesn't tell Lindsay about that right away. And I love Millie's concern about this entire thing where Millie is like, she had sex in the yearbook darkroom. Like, you can't hang out with her. Millie, I'm like Millie, can you mind your fucking business? Millie, I know what you do with your Christian camp boyfriend. You have yes. nothing to say. Well, she obviously doesn't have she's... sex because French kissing means they go straight to hell. Okay, she's like an everything but girl. <gasps> she's an HJ girl. You know what I think that she is? What? Okay, remember in Jury Duty where we learned about soaking? The show, Jury Duty. Yeah. Um, Soaking. Oh my God, soaking. <laughs> I think that's what she's into. Yuck! Can I'm you, saying. Can you enlighten? Can you enlighten the listeners on what soaking is? Just you know, I don't. I don't know if this is actually a real thing, but like, I think like the rule is, as long as there's no active movements of enjoyment, um, you can put the P in the V. You just dunk it in. You just <laughs> take a little dip in the pool, <laughs> and then if somebody else, like your very close friend. Like Jessica Sterling, no, comes not and, like me. <laughs> like it comes and jumps on the bed, and the bed makes movements. You didn't then, move, so you haven't had sex. I think it's okay. Now I don't yeah. know if this is a real thing because once again, we did very different things at Jewish sleepaway camp, and I can't say what happens at Christian sleepaway okay, camp. I'm gonna Google is soaking a real thing. You know what we did in Jewish sleepaway camp? We had pizza bagels. You know. Like, that's what we were up to in Jewish sleepaway camp. Yeah. I think it's more of a myth than a, a real no, thing. No, I think it's true. Oh, okay. Um, anyway. So, yeah. Millie, so Millie, Millie's Millie, always Millie, in the business. Millie is always just the worst, kind of. Millie's but I love business. her, but she's the worst. Um, uh, you know, yeah. you love to hate her, you hate to love her type of thing, but not really, because that's kind of like Kim Kelly. So she... <laughs> I got a message from my husband saying, that's a Mormon thing. I overheard you. <laughs> mm. Okay, so it's a Mormon thing. It's a Mormon thing. Uh, all right, it tracks. Okay, this is what I wanted to say. Yeah. Kim Kelly has the ugliest fucking car that I've ever seen in my life. It's so ugly. It's the ugliest thing, and she's obsessed with it. I don't know what this car is. No, let me tell you why she's obsessed with it. It's a piece of junk on wheels. Of course it is. However, Kim Kelly is poor, one. Number two, it is from her dead aunt. Who I think died from doing too much cocaine. Exactly, she OD'd. So that's number two in terms of, like, it's sentimental. Three, it means freedom for her. Do you yeah. want to be trapped in that house with those, that family? No. no. So it's no. freedom. And um, I did appreciate, though, that, like, when she gets picked up by Kim, Lindsay's like, hey, can you just, like, stop picking on my brother? And she's like, oh, yeah, I kind of forgot that was your brother. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to forget. Yeah. So – we're about to go into the house and kim kelly does the classic thing of hey btw you and me we have sleepovers every weekend and i go to your vacation home in uh ben Ben harbor Harbor. yeah and also like you're super rich and also so she's like i this is what i tell my parents prep prep her like before the minute you walk in yeah but i just feel like this is the sort of thing where it's like I don't know. Teenagers do this. I feel like I did this. Like, hey, like if my mom asks X, Y, and Z, like oh, just I'm at your cover. house, you're at my house. Like, yeah, certainly this is done. 
but I feel like usually there's a bit more like forewarning than mm-hmm. Lindsay is given. And Lindsay, like the thing that I think Kim underestimates is how bad of a liar Lindsay is. Oh, I can relate to that. Yeah. Like it's, it's so it's written all over her face. And so she goes into like, you know, she's really upset. She's like, they're going to take my car. So you need to impress them. And we meet Kim Kelly's mom, like you said, who is Anne Dowd, a famous actress. She's in The Leftovers. Love I thought you are just saying that she's endowed. She's well endowed. <laughs> oh, <laughs> her mom has God. huge knockers. I was like, can you like relax? <laughs> Let's talk about her breasts. No, breasts are the next episode, sir. Okay. Anne Dowd. <laughs> uh, Anne Dowd. Yeah, that's her name. She probably got that joke so much. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. So... Uh, she also has a brother who is barely in this episode. He just sits up like one time and it's freaking Mike White. Yeah, it's Mike White, but Mike White also wrote this episode. So so maybe that's why they're just like, oh, you could. Here you go. Here's just, your cameo. Here you go. You could just hang out. Yeah, I, it was like very surprising seeing Mike White just like randomly pop up from his slumber. I'm like, oh, hi, Mike White. Hey, what are you doing here? And then he fell back asleep. That is yeah. Kim Kelly's brother. What is Kim Kelly's brother's name? I don't know. Patrick doesn't matter who cares we don't need to know i wonder if his name really is patrick i don't think it's patrick um but yeah like basically instantly they get caught lying about the lake house and like her her parents her mom and her stepdad are like you're tramping it up in that car we're gonna take the car i was terrified when like they leave the house and the parents like the dad is like shaking the car and they have to like i'm like these are children like actual children like, what are you doing? Yeah. So um, Kim's mom, by the way, her name is Cookie, which I love. Lovely. Yeah. Conroe. That's a, that's a dog's name. Conroe Cookie Kelly. No, Cookie Cor- is a dog's Con- name. Conor. No. Con- what? what are you talking about? Whose name are you talking about? Her name is Conor, but her oh, nickname is her Cookie? Cookie. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Cookie goes a little batshit on Kim and her stepdad starts shaking car. It was really scary. And I, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but like I had a friend that um, had like a very volatile home life in high school. Mm-hmm. Like her mom was an alcoholic. It was really awful. And there was times that like she just like flipped the shit and it was I was there and it was the scariest thing. Like as like as a teenager to see like not only your friend like go through this shit but then be like that close and you're really just like Lindsay was frozen like a part of you is like Lindsay, like stand up for her but like you're just frozen because it's like you're a kid and you're like wait no 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 like adults like shouldn't be acting this way like this is weird and not right and yeah Lindsay just sits there like freaking frozen the only thing that she winds up doing is like the keys get tossed to her and she runs to the car yeah because what else is she supposed to do in that moment you know nothing yeah she doesn't know what kim's parents are like and i i did appreciate as much as this was like very difficult to watch and you feel really bad for kim i like how it is kind of illustrative of like this is what kim's daily life is like Lindsay. like now you understand why she is the way she is because this is what she's dealing with as a home life compared to your home life which obviously every teenager feels like oh my god my parents are the worst but like comparatively you know her parents love and care about her they don't verbally abuse her you know they don't call her tramp you know all that stuff and i really appreciated the scene again we we talk about busy phillips because we love her from dawson's creek obviously the character of audrey is very different than kim but credit to busy phillips because i thought the scene with her and Lindsay in the car after all of this happened was really Mm. lovely where she's just like crying and she's like i just wanted to bring home somebody that my parents like because they think my all my friends are losers you know they really like you you're like the only one they like and i thought it would impress them and it all just like backfired yeah i also liked like i thought it was really well acted as well especially like when you're once again a teenager like everything's so manic and like when she was like repeating over and over again like my car my car my car yeah like slamming the wheel like it's so it just feels so like kid like panic of when you're a teenager yeah. and you just feel like everything is out of control and you just kind of have like a little tantrum and like sometimes like you do kick stuff or hit stuff and you're just like mm-hmm. trying to get out the angst and I thought it was really well acted um I I also 
like it was like really like horrible to see her be like okay let's just go to daniel he'll know <gasps> to do and she, they drive to the park and she catches um daniel flirting slash like almost kissing Karen. i mean karen was sucking his finger um maybe there was like whipped cream on it no it was disgusting like first of all Hitler like playing basketball which means he has like dirty basketball fingers okay yeah and you like put your his nasty finger in your mouth mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and Kim rages and just drives the car across the court yeah she's terrifying and that is not the first time I've seen busy Phillips drive a car into <laughs> something that it's not supposed to be driven into um but she she does she goes and then they, Lindsay and Kim go to Lindsay's house, which is actually like such a funny scene to see. Like, <laughs> Lindsay's just trying to get Kim Kelly into her room so that they can like do it. Yeah. And, and she's like, wait, like, I'm, I'm hungry. Like, can I have dinner? Yeah. Like I, it's, it's very sweet in a way that I feel like Busy Phillips can pull off where she's this like very angry teenager, right? And she has a lot of rage and pent up frustration in her. And then she walks in the house and she sees this like loving family sitting down to a family dinner. Their house is pristine and beautiful and big. And their family is like quietly eating dinner together. And she, you could feel that she's like, I wish this is what I had, you know? And so she, you know, she sits down at the dinner and she's, she's like crying while she's eating, which everyone is like, the fuck is going on here? You know, the parents yeah. are looking at each other like, who the fuck is this? Yeah, what is happening? Is I love the silent, um, kind of head nods between Mr. and Mrs. Weir where she's like nodding to Kim's direction and Mr. Weir just goes they're there and they're there the yeah unreal um and it's interesting because like Kim's not even crying about her parents and like the abusive thing that she just went through she's yeah. crying about Daniel and like the potential like cheating situation mm -hmm. and it's because like she expects her parents to lash out at her but right. the people that she trusts like Daniel it's like that's when they reject her or when they're not loyal to her it's like 10 times worse so yeah that's what she's upset about also in the car she literally said that Lindsay was her only friend which is so sad because very sad. she's not even like friends with Lindsay, and she's awful no. to Lindsay. i think the thing that makes I, there's just so much again like this is why the show is so good it's like the amount of character building they did on kim in this one episode really enlightens you as to why she is the way she is why she pushes people away because she's like they're just gonna disappoint me i, ha I mm -hmm. should push them away before they push me yeah, away or totally. they're just gonna like they're gonna be disloyal to me you know like Gosh, you have to imagine this isn't the first time this has happened with Daniel. You know, they're so on and oh, off again. Absolutely. Yeah. That there's there's no way. And she doesn't have a ton of people to rely on or a ton of people who she feels like truly understands her, right? If she comes from a chaotic mess of a family, you know, lower class type in money, you know, um, she probably feels like they're only the freaks truly get her because. Everyone else is in a better position, like financially and like emotionally stable. So she probably feels like Daniel's one of the only people who actually understands her. And now he's doing this to her. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. yeah. So we, we see, um, yeah, we continue to see Kim having a really rough dinner and the parents try and console her. She tries to ask for advice about men. Why do men only want to have sex? Yeah. Uh, which really just like, boggles his mind and then we get a phone call um this was upsetting yeah so Lindsay's um mom gets a phone call from kim's mom and basically just like outs the situation of what happened yeah which... oh she lied about having a lake house and blah 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 which gets mrs weir upset but i really appreciated that like Lindsay sticks up for her and it's like no mom you don't understand and i personally felt like mrs weir probably should have almost immediately known that Lindsay isn't a bad kid and so like there must be more to the story especially if a woman is going to call you up screaming at the top of her lungs yeah. about all that stuff like i think that you should see the state in which kim came in and you know try to settle things down i ultimately was like happy with where they they landed right because kim asks can i hang out here for a bit and mrs weir does say yes you can um, but yeah, it was like really sad that 
I think it kind of gives the parents a little bit of reality check of like, okay, my kids aren't that bad when like mm. at comparatively. So we could have much more turmoil in our family. You would think, but I don't really think parents think that way. They're like they very centralized. I know. I know they should. Um, so Nick comes over and says that Daniel is outside and wants to talk to Kim. So more people at the weird household. Kim does not ever want to talk to Daniel again. And then she like winds up going to Sam's room, which I felt like was a little creepy and inappropriate because Sam is just there like wide eyed and like, what is this like grown ass woman doing in my room? Yeah. He's like, get this bully out of my room. I And he's like, you're friends with Karen. And he, you know what? Credit to Sam. He does stick up for himself. Maybe because he feels like this is my territory. I can like, you know, defend yeah, myself. This is my room. Get out of here. Yeah. And Kim is like, I'm going to break her arms, pull her teeth out and light her hair on fire. Yeah. I was like, whoa. Like, she's so scary. Okay. I'm honestly like, I'm pretty terrified of Kim Kelly. Like, I think that she's, she's like lot. the baddest bitch that I've like seen on a show. She's awfully terrifying. Yeah. So um Kim says that she's going to get her back. Don't you worry. And they're not friends. And then basically, Daniel now has broken into the weird household and has yep. demanded to speak to Kim. And they fight in the kitchen. And now the Weirs are like pretty much a prisoner in their own home and they cannot enter the kitchen. But when they <laughs> finally do, they see Kim and Daniel making out because they have it's been. It's their own fault. Like she's like, we want to see the happy ending. Ma'am, you don't. Uh, Ma'am, I mean, you it were will about be a to see legit happy, a happy ending. ending. Yeah. <laughs> so. Kim and Daniel have made up. They worked their shit out. He claims that they didn't. He really did nothing with Karen. Fuck him. He is a cla- like a classic fuckboy. Yeah, I really I really think that these two episodes were a horrible showing for Daniel. I am not a fan. No. Um so fan of Nick who takes as many fruit roll-ups as he can do. Oh my like, god, that cracked me up. The when he repeated was like, bit of him being like, can I have this? And then later he has like eight of them. <laughs> can I have these fruit roll-ups? Yeah. yeah. And you know, oh my gosh, it it could have been fruit roll-ups, but it really just looked like fruit leather, which is distinctively like so much better than a fruit roll-up. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? They're thicker, they're juicier, they're yummier. I don't know that I've had f- fruit leather. Oh, such a shame. It's basically a fruit roll-up, but just but like a, a fruit little roll-up bit. is a, a 90s delicacy. Of course, yes. Yeah. So uh, as Kim leaves, she's like, hey, like, let's do dinner tomorrow. It was so funny. And then we do see a bit of a change in Kim when um, slut is written on Karen's locker. Sam is about to get blamed for it. And it turns out that Kim was the one who did it to Karen. And yeah. Sam is like, oh, thanks, Kim. Which, like, obviously, the reason Kim did it is because Karen sucked her boyfriend's thumb. But still, I I mean, I really liked this episode in terms of giving us the full scope and picture of who Kim Kelly is. Mm-hmm. And letting us kind of see the opposite of what Lindsay's, like, home life is like. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. A really interesting episode as well. I thought that there was... um a lot of like funny moments but honestly it was like it was times where it was like really scary and it just reminds me of times where i was a teenager and i witnessed like some like really scary volatile things and just feeling so out of control like Lindsay did in the moment where she was just standing frozen like i do not know what to do in this situation it's pretty Mm -hmm. wild um so I liked this episode. I thought that Kim Kelly is my best friend was a good episode um, or is my friend, not best friend. Let's not get crazy. Yes. Uh, we'll, we'll talk after a quick ad break about Tess and breasts and what I thought about that one. Hey, Sarah, I know you've been really into reading lately and you've gotten me into it as well. Yeah, well, you know what? Book of the Month made it really easy because Book of the Month offers just a few new selections every month, saving readers the hassle of figuring out what to read. One of the biggest deterrents for me is that like when I go to the library, there's like thousands and thousands of books and I'm like, I I, I, get, I don't even know what to pick. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. They focus on new and emerging authors, which means these are books that we probably wouldn't have found out about otherwise, which is super nice. 
Yeah. And we also, um, I love having a really aesthetic bookshelf and the, the books that we got, it was like beautiful, high quality, hardcover books, plus free shipping, which came really quickly. Love free shipping. Uh, you and I both chose The Return of Ellie Black by Amiko Jean, which is a thriller about a missing girl. And I honestly, I really, I really couldn't put it down. I think I read it in about a 48-hour time period. It had twists, it had turns, kept me guessing the entire way through up until the very last page. So tell me what you liked about the book then. <laughs> uh, it was it was really good, and I'm excited to dive into the other book that I have. Um, but the great thing is, Sarah, is that listeners can sign up for Book of the Month to discover new emerging authors by going to bookofthemonth.com and using code PEDALS for just $5. Wow, what a deal. Check out Book of the Month Club for all of your reading needs. Yeah, seriously. Every month you could get a new group of books that you just, you know, fall in love with. So go to bookofthemonth.com and use code PEDALS for just $5 and enjoy reading. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Well, the truth is that I really don't like tests and I really like I'm not that into breasts and I really did not like this episode. <laughs> this was the most cracked out thing that I've ever seen. Yeah, I don't I will say that I think that last week's two episodes were better than these this week's two episodes. But Kim Kelly is my friend is way better than tests and breasts. Yeah, yeah I um, think that this is the weakest episode of the season thus far. And I think that these two are probably the weakest of the season so far. Agree. Yeah. But it's, what do we what do we want to talk through first? We have sex education or cheating on an algebra test. I don't care. I mean, OK, no, that's that's so mean. I do care. Let's talk about Lindsay's storyline. Okay, so uh, Lindsay, who we know is a mathlete, um, she gets approached by Daniel, who is in algebra and basically is told that if he doesn't pass this test that's coming up, he's going to have to retake the whole class. And Lindsay tells him she has like study tricks, which he thinks is like a fancy word for cheating. Uh -huh. When he finds out that that's not what he's she is going to offer him, first of yeah. all, the fact that he just lights up a joint in her bedroom is so concerning. <laughs> yeah, he just gets high in her bedroom and instead of studying, he just like wants to look at magic tricks. Yeah, he doesn't even he doesn't even attempt to study. And instead, no. he steals the test. But of course, he doesn't steal like the answer key. He just steals a copy of the test. So he goes to Lindsay to try to get her to help, which she, to give her credit, is very reluctant to do so. She says, listen, let me talk to the teacher. I'll try to get you an extension instead. But this fucking dirtbag teacher, uh, Mr. Kauchevsky, he's a fucking asshole. Like, he is, do we remember in Dawson's Creek, when yeah. Pacey spits on that teacher. Yeah, I, yeah. Shades of that guy, truly. Yeah, this guy is such a dick. Um, I mean, like a lot of the teachers are, except for the guidance counselor who's like kind of creepy and barely a dick. But this guy's awful because uh, he, I mean, I knew he was bluffing uh, once. Oh, of so course. Basically, Lindsay because Lindsay is like hey like can i get an extension for daniel i really want to help him study and he's like no daniel's a fuck up and fuck yeah, he you. calls him a dirt bag he says daniel is the type of student who needs to just disappear he's wasting everyone's time and yeah. then he tells Lindsay not to let her hormones get in the way yeah and which like obviously pisses her off off like yeah. first of all i loved Lindsay in the moment where she says isn't it your job to like help him like yeah that is your fucking job and i understand like you're at your wits end with this kid but the shit that you said about him is the shit you go home and tell your partner about not the shit that you say to another student like that right. is so supremely fucked up 
you know? Yeah. Um, or maybe it says more about your teaching abilities than it does of Daniel if you can't teach him anything. How about yeah. that? Yeah. So um, this pisses Lindsay off, understandably, because if somebody said your hormones are gang in the way to me, I would say, fuck you and burn your car on fire. So then Lindsay's <laughs> like, you know what? I am going to just take the test or write down the, all the answers and um that that's what we're gonna do so he which was like so weird anyway because it's just like so obvious how he was cheating but he brings in the pre-written pre-filled out and solved test into the actual test room and daniel like copies beat by beat um right the thing is if you're cheating you have to fuck up like two yes, answers. This is what I was going to say. Like you have to, it's unrealistic for him to go from F to A. Like you have to at least fuck up a little bit, like fuck up yeah. a few questions. Yeah, you know, we learned in this episode that Daniel is just a scam artist. And I mean, like, I'm not going to say he's not bright, but he's socially very smart. He's very yeah. manipulative, but mm. he's just not good with like, the school stuff right yeah and so he um so right so then the teacher like knows because right Lindsay away went to him about getting an extension he goes to her and he's like i got an anonymous note saying that you helped him cheat and Lindsay is like freaking out and this yeah, is another wonderful good girl yeah and we get another wonderful millie moment <laughs> the millie moment of the episode where Lindsay's like you know what i did help him cheat and Millie just bursts out laughing. She's like, you're so funny, Lindsay. <laughs> Such a joker. Now, did you believe Mr. Crustbucket uh, that he had a note? Of course not. Of course okay, yeah. not. Because, first of all, an anonymous note saying someone helps someone else cheat. That makes no fucking sense. How would someone else know? And I guess they could maybe have seen Daniel had a copy of the test open. But how would they know it was Lindsay? You know what I mean? Like, no, this all rang to me as like this teacher has nothing. Yeah, I thought that he was bluffing it um as well, unless like there was a reality where and this was before the scene that Millie came around and was like, I heard you were cheating. I was like, is there a possibility that like Millie like t uh like you know snitched on Lindsay? I was like, maybe jeez, oh, maybe, yeah. but that didn't happen, thankfully. Our girl Millie is you know not a snitch at the very least not yet no she's just the hj queen so then <laughs> so basically this turns into like this whole big thing because mr Crossbucket calls the weirs and says like your daughter's a cheater she gets in so much trouble at home you know she tried Lindsay tries to defend herself but her parents don't believe her they're well, like yeah, you because are hanging Lindsay out with the wrong people yeah, because Lindsay goes to Daniel, like, freaking out, saying, we're busted. And Daniel's like, mm -mm, no, he doesn't have anything. Like, deny, deny, deny. And so when the teacher calls Mr. Weir, and they the parents immediately turn on Lindsay and are like, oh, my God, you're cheating. And she's like, what are you talking about? Believe what you want to believe. I don't even care. Whatever. Like, she gives them the old, like, how are you going to believe him over me type of routine? Yeah. Which I was really big... backfires on her. Yeah. Sorry, I was a big whatever girly. Oh, when I got into was, yeah, sure. when I got into fights with my parents or whatever, whatever, or yeah. ex boyfriends, whatever. Yeah, uh, it sounds. But like, I need so to ask you a question because yes. we probably have talked about this on Boy Meets World at some point because I'm sure it came up. But we talked about cheating on tests before. But my question is, what would you do if if you were the Lindsay in this situation where you helped someone cheat and the teacher was like trying to like say that they knew that you did it would you deny 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 like Lindsay originally approaches this with i think in high school i probably would have yeah yeah i think that in high school i probably would have just tried to feign innocence um especially if i wasn't the cheater i think i think i probably would have denied deny deny to the teacher 
but I feel like I don't know that I would have been able to pull that off with my parents. I don't know that I would have been strong enough to be like it's ridiculous. I know. I don't think I would have been able to. You're lie such to them, a mommy's girl. I love my mom. My mom's You're fucking great. dork. Um, sorry, just joking, <laughs> joking. Uh, so basically, this now turns into like a guidance counselor meeting. So mm-hmm. Lindsay and Daniel get called to the principal or guidance counselor's office, right? And they're Mr. Krasowski's is there, and basically. I love the fact that, like, you know, the, the, what's his name? What's his name? The guidance counselor? The guidance counselor's name. Well, he's pissed off at Mr. Crustbucket because Mr. Crustbucket yeah. actually didn't have an anonymous note. And he's like, what? There was no anonymous note? Yeah, he wants to drop the whole thing. Yeah, which but it doesn't happen. To it. I mean, Mr. Yeah. Crustbucket needs to get laid, is the answer. Well, he just needs to get freaking fired. Also so that. Yeah. So then. The parents show up because they're like, you know what, Lindsay, we were not being supportive yesterday. We do believe you, which is like such a bad move. Like I just like, ooh. oh, it's so cringy. And you feel yeah. so you're like, oh, this is bad. And yeah. the problem is like, I love this tiny scene we get between Kim and Lindsay where Kim is like, you're not going to be study buddies. Like he's just going to use someone else to get the test yes. answers next time. Yes. And then so the first time and this is really interesting. So. Daniel gives this like monologue to Lindsay about yes um it's like very interesting because I feel like I felt this way too being a kid that had to go to remedial classes like and then there's like people like the Jessica Sterlings of the world that are like in gifted and talented and like uh, you know in tier what do they call it's not called tier one he called them tracks so he said yeah he said they're gonna separate us and tell them that they're gonna tell you I confess but I won't and you're not gonna confess either and she's like I can't keep this up and then he puts on this whole like song and dance and dramatic story of like Mm -hmm. when he got into middle school he was told he was dumb like there's three tracks and he was put on track three which is like the dumb kid track and he's like imagine being 11 and being told you're dumb i just want to prove them wrong just once which is just enough to like tug at Lindsay's heartstrings yeah it worked because it was a good bit and like it it was a thing that happened in schools too like that remember probably not now but like in the 80s and 90s like certainly Oh, no, I think it still happens. I think that kids know if they're in the remedial classes. I think they know. I knew that in elementary school that I was in lower level classes. But I feel like my maybe peers. they're more subtle about it than they I were back then. You maybe, don't think? Because I, I, I don't know. I like, think... listen, you're track three, shape up or ship out. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I, I mean, maybe or maybe not. I think that you kind of know. Yes. What was that? As if people are teachers, let us know. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm very I mean, curious like, know. you know, if like you're going to extra help classes. Oh, for sure. Of course. But like the whole thing, this is why like Daniel would actually probably be pretty good on like a social strategy game, like Survivor or something. Cause yeah. he's, he is so manipulative. He'd mm-hmm. probably be one of those ones that gets at like halfway, like before like pre jury or something because he's mm-hmm. too much and they, oh, they're all good onto his tactics. Yeah. Um, it would have worked on me. Um, but it's interesting yeah. because. They're about to get away with it. Like Daniel and Lindsay are about to get away with it. And then Mr. Crestbucket like challenges him and is like, you know what? I'll shut up and quit if you just take this test. You do and one problem. One problem. And I will ha- I'll be wrong and I won't have anything to say. Now Daniel doesn't even fucking try. Um, well, he he's like he recites the quadratic formula. Now, did you think he was gonna suddenly surprisingly know how to do any of it? Or did you immediately like, no, he's not gonna be able to do any of it? Well, the annoying thing is if this motherfucker just memorized the f- problems instead of copied them, then he could have done it. Like it's the same exact test, you know? Yeah. He couldn't even he couldn't even try. So um yeah, like maybe I thought that he was gonna whip up something, but he doesn't. He doesn't even say like uh, he just spends time writing Zeppelin rules and bubble letters. Yeah. Fucking yeah. bubble letters. So then the teacher's like, I knew it, and the weirds like just fight. And then this man has the audacity to recite the same exact monologue. Yeah. And it was working. Like the the guidance counselor really, like felt for him. Like the weirds were like, ah, oh. and like he did the fake cry. And then Lindsay like hysterically starts laughing, 
which I was like, and that's how the episode ended with Lindsay just like losing it. And I'm like, what the, what the fuck is happening here? Like what is going on? Yeah. She's very much like, oh my God, I can't believe this guy played me. And now he's doing it again. And I think it's just like a nervous tick or something where she I just guess. like it was bizarre. stop laughing. And yeah, like obviously they, like you said, they would have gotten away with it if not for her laughing about it. Um, and then that's, that's where we leave things. So yeah, it's like, it's really shitty. Obviously these two episodes make Daniel like irredeemable, basically. Like he's, he's such a trash so guy. I hate yeah. that guy. He's so grimy, but yeah, I mean, I thought that this storyline was like, like a little weird. And I thought that the way the episode ended felt really weird too. Um, yeah, but it was strange. I don't know. Now let's talk about the geeks because Sam, Neil and Bill are in sex ed and they are learning yeah. about uh, the female reproductive system. And simultaneously, I think they're just like, figuring out the woes of life and there's this joke going around right Uh, i have the entire joke do you want me to tell you the joke yes please okay a woman tired of living alone decides to put an ad in the local paper she asks for three things one a man who will treat her nicely two a man who won't leave her and three a man who is good in bed the woman's name is Sarah Ferguson. And no, I'm just joking. But honestly, uh, those are actually this kind of just what I want. But uh-huh. okay, never mind. Okay. Three, a man who is good in bed. Several weeks go by without a result. And the woman is resigned to a life without a man who can embody those qualities. Then the doorbell rings and she opens it up to find an armless, legless man on a wheelchair. She asks, You do not have any arms or legs, but are you good in bed? The man answers, how do you think I rang the doorbell? Yeah. With his dick. With his dick, yes. With his dick, yeah. Now, is that hilarious? Um, I think if I was, like, a kid, probably. Like, if I was, like, the geek's age, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, like, the whole problem is, right, they're in health class, sex ed, whatever. Sam gets berated by the teacher and it's awful and he gets in trouble for neil and bill talking in class this is fucked up sam saying like please be quiet my friends i need to pay attention to the female reproductive system and sam just keeps getting in trouble for telling other people to shut the fuck up and so they don't understand this joke and they try to get this boy harris to tell them it but he won't tell them yeah the guru yeah and it's just like it's really sad because they just feel like they're on the outs and they're like you know young and inexperienced and they don't understand this joke and so they want to learn more and freaking daniel again the lvp of this episode daniel like gives sam porno on like old school like a reel like a film film reel reel. yeah yeah i so it's yeah exactly it's a film reel that they have to go to the local uh atv club and put it on a projector an old camera and basically what happens is uh once the boys all recognize that it is a pornographic video they decide to watch the porno together yeah they think this is like a guy's thing to do like you all just sit together and you watch a porno and so Mm -hmm. we get this like montage of them watching the porn where like neil is still right next to the projector by the end of it but like sam and bill look so uncomfortable they're sitting so far apart and neil is like okay we're gonna watch that again right like he's like a dirty dog he is a dirty dog but sam and bill are both like very uncomfortable you know sam wants to just go home he feels like sick to his stomach he doesn't even eat dinner and bill is like are we gonna go to hell (laughs) so these poor kids like i mean obviously watching a porno is really not a good sex education like but i also think the teacher fucking sucks because he first of all he embarrassed sam on a subject that is already very embarrassing for a kid going through puberty yeah and like shamed him basically got all the kids in class calling him like dr love or whatever the fuck yeah and it's just awful and you feel so bad for these poor kids who like don't have any idea anything about sex education and are learning it from some rando porno well yeah i mean but that's the thing like you i'm trying to remember it's not like i learned anything about 
the birds and the bees in actual school, um, you kind of just learn from word of mouth. Yeah, and, and songs. Remember, like wasn't me like that. You know that it, I didn't know the, what the lyrics meant for the longest time. Yeah, I remember as a young child, I asked my mom the difference. But I said, "Mom, what's the difference between sex and sexy?" <gasps> what did your mom say? Um, no, I don't remember. Mm. I just remember asking. I, I think that she was telling me like. The tr- like something like oh sex is like when men and women like do something when they're in love some sort of generic mother response yeah of course sexy is like how you feel something like that yeah but it's yeah. interesting to see the different like basically the difference between neil and sam here where the next day neil is telling that like dick doorbell story and like getting lots of laughs and lots of jokes mm-hmm. meanwhile like Sam is very uncomfortable. He doesn't even want to talk to his crush, Cindy. Like, she asks for help at the ice cream booth, and he's like, oh, I can't. Sorry, I'm really busy. Like, can you leave me alone? Because he's just so uncomfortable with how the porno made him feel. And it's really interesting. The thing I really hated about this, too, was, like, the teacher asks – it's like the gym teacher or something. He asks for Sam to take stay after class because they did some kind of questionnaire. Supposed to be anonymous – but he knows that Sam is Star Trek paper. And so he calls him out on all this stuff. And I guess it ends up being okay because I don't, I, I almost wish we knew a little bit more context about what the teacher said, because basically the teacher finds out that Sam learned about sex ed through porn. And so he's like, Oh, the movies aren't a reality. And so he goes into this whole long conversation where Sam looks uncomfortable at times. And then he's laughing and like, We don't really know what he said, but basically it sounds like the gist of it was the teacher was like, pornos are not realistic. Like, that is not what you should be learning about. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I mean, that's true. That's true. I, I, but also I don't trust this guy. No. And it just felt a little icky having this like grown ass teacher um in a closed room with uh, sam who j- i know he's 14 but he just feels like a child so young, explaining yeah. uh sex to him it just felt weird but uh it gave sam the confidence to go back to cindy and be like let me help you with the ice cream stand and paint the sign um which interestingly enough really upset bill did you yeah, see bill that? thinks it's gross so Bill's like not there yet. I Bill is not interested in girls yet. It seems no, because yeah. he remember when he was very upset when Neil invited Cindy uh, to to the big party that they had. Like he was like, "This is so mm. manipulative of Neil because he wants to get together with Lindsay." So mm. yeah, like this again. This storyline didn't work for me because we set up this teacher in the beginning of the episode to be someone who is shaming Sam and like making him go up to the front of the class and fill out this like anatomy diagram and like embarrassing him all for him to be like this like heroic figure by the end. I almost wish they would have given that spot to one of the parents instead, like Mr. Or Mrs. Weir, you know, have them sit down with Sam. I would have liked that better. I think. Yeah. But like, you just, I mean, I didn't talk to my or parents. Lindsay. That shit. Like I'm just saying like there, there's someone else. You, that okay. I don't even think that Lindsay knows what sex is. I'm she's just saying a there are other percent people. A virgin. There, oh, yeah, of course she is. But there are other people I'm saying besides this fucking stupid teacher. Yeah, I agree. But these were not the strongest two episodes. But I still think that, like, I still liked Kim Kelly as my friend. Whereas Tess and Breast, I wasn't, like, super pleased with by the end of it. Yeah, I really didn't like Tess and Breast. And I thought it ended so strangely. Both storylines, I thought, like, felt really weird. Yeah. Um, but I'm still really liking the show in general. Like, I really, I'm excited to watch from week to week. I'm really liking the characters. Um, I mean, I think that everyone's, like, really interesting. Even somebody mm-hmm. like Daniel, who I don't particularly like, I think that he's an interesting character. I think Nick is still seems like a sweetie, besides the fact that he got a little... He a little creepy. Hands. He gave he a like Lindsay handsy. a weird back rub in the last episode. Like, yeah, crazy. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I don't know if he's getting like the Marshall bump from How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I like him so much. But um, Seth Rogen was so high that he forgot to show up to work these two episodes. <laughs> I yeah. really love 
Linda Cardellini as Lindsay. I think that course, she's yeah. phenomenal. I think that Busy Phillips acted phenomenally in um, Kim Kelly is my friend. So I'm really, really into it. Of course, we didn't mention the geeks. Sam, I love. Bill is such a character actor. So funny. Neil's a scum bucket. But what are you, you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. I'm really enjoying it too. I just think that like Tess and Breast was like, okay, this is a weird one to like end weird on. It was strange. You want to know what the title of the next two episodes yes. is. So we have I'm with the band. Okay. So we know that Nick is in a band. Yes. With Daniel. We know that they're yeah. in a band. Also, by the way, if Lindsay is still like up Daniel's dick in the next episode, I'm going to be pissed off. Yeah. Truly, she should be done with him at this point. You would think. Especially because she not. got close with Kim, who's dating yeah. him, and she found out he's, like, the biggest scuzz bucket in the world. But you know she won't, because, once again, when you're a teenager, you're it just, like, matter. so obsessed. But he's cute! He's you know? cute, and he's a dangerous, like, yeah. bad boy. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, anyway. Okay, I'm with a band, so obviously we're going to be focusing on, like, a Nick Daniel situation. Probably oh, more so yeah. Nick, because Nick is always with he's his... Like the drummer guy, yeah. He's always with his drumsticks. Yeah. Uh, and we have another rhyming pair, which is fun. Uh, carded mm -hmm. and discarded. Okay, so more Take alcohol. I, you get the, you get ID'd, so yeah. I'm excited for that. Yeah, it should be really fun. I'm looking forward to the next two episodes. I'm really enjoying the show. Like, we were a little down on these two episodes, but I just think that's because the last two were so good. Like, mm -hmm. both of them were so good yeah. that these two felt like a little bit of a come down from that high sort of thing. Yeah, totally. Totally. Oh, Excited for the next two. Yes. And in case you missed it, we are finishing up our Dawson's Creek coverage where if you want to go listen to us talk and rant and rave about how wonderful Busy Phillips is, go mm. listen to that podcast because we love Busy Phillips on Dawson's Creek. We do. Yeah. So if you would like to follow along uh, at Shit90sPod on Twitter and Instagram, Shit90sPod.com. Oh, we do have, um, we did have a voicemail from Temi. Uh, from the last um, the last set of episodes that I did want to play because Ooh. he actually he seems to like Neil more than we do. So I thought it'd be interesting to get a little bit of a, um, a little bit of a different perspective than we had on on Neil. Granted, I think we did gave him a little bit more credit in the last episode, but let's hear what Chemi had to say. Hi, ladies. I think what Neil does at the end of the second episode is really sweet. Um, he likes her, but he's kind of selfless in that moment, trying to help her. He didn't really seem to be helping her with any agenda. So, mm -hmm. I don't know. The fact that he knew what to do, and he just uh, stepped in and called the police and <laughs> kept repeating the same message that uh, old and tired. I thought it was really nice and funny, too, at the same time. And uh, in the second episode, uh, which is the third episode, I thought um, when Lindsay missed kicking the um, pumpkin, it was pretty funny. <laughs> I guess she's not going to get a soccer scholarship anytime soon. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I, that's a great point, Tammy. I do really like how – I really like Sam in Beers and Weirs. Aside, I, I, aside from the fact that, like, you know, he was like very obsessed with Lindsay, but she was very vulnerable in that moment, and she needed help. And out of all fifty plus people that was at that party, Sam was the only one that helped Lindsay get the party under control and end it. So I think that um, that was probably Sam's. Excuse me. That was probably Neil's best episode. Uh, to yeah. date. and I really did feel like he was like a good guy in that moment and I think like you know teenage boys suck so yeah. you know <laughs> I think that uh, sometimes maybe we need to give like a little bit more credit to these teenage yeah. boys I just think Neil in this episode like your friend just got bullied and then you're gonna argue who's the bigger geek with him like let him live you know what I mean like give him right. a little bit of like uh, you know chill time Jesus a little bit of chill time not yeah. a lot just a little bit yeah. um and then what the second episode i don't even, what was what did Tammy say about the second episode oh he thought it was funny uh, in the halloween episode when Lindsay kept oh, yeah. missing kicking the pumpkin did we talk about funny freaking kickball how every single time i would just like miss 
the ball that's and kickball. tragic for you yeah it was really embarrassing who strikes out during kickball me apparently you yeah well uh, anyway yeah but if you want to send in feedback uh shit90spod.com is where you could leave us a voicemail if you would like to or you can email us shit90spod at gmail.com or hit us up on twitter and instagram at shit90spod is where you can find us because we'd love to hear, hear your feedback um if you're listening along watching along with uh freaks and geeks um, and then October, we're going to have um, some more bonus content. So stay tuned. We are going to cover a couple of movies in October. Back to our roots. Back to the good old days. Um, I'm really looking forward to that. I think it'll be fun. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, beyond that, you could find me at the Just Sterling. I am finishing up my community coverage over on Post Show Recaps. That will be ending very soon. I'm going to be covering sex education. So go check that out. Speaking of like uh teen drama comedies that is like a top 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 tier one so check that out and uh yeah billions is also happening over there i don't know a whole mess of crap uh anything else you want to plug and promote sarah uh no no i mean i support all of your endeavors jessica thank you so much yeah um all right well thank you for listening we will be back next week with the next two episodes six and seven of freaks and geeks have a good one everybody goodbye just ask 90 shows taught me save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get 16 ounce packs of flavorful angus 90 percent lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious coca-cola pepsi or 7-up all with your card shop these deals at your local kroger today or tap the screen now to download the kroger app to save big today kroger fresh for everyone prices and product availability subject to change restrictions apply see site for details